Um, there is an, what I'd like to, to do together with you, and I thought of looking at this whole series as starting off right. Um, Shalom Bayes in the first, the first few, few years, and I thought that there is a very, there's a very, um, a very, very important, very important uh, Balamar, thank you very much, that uh, begins our uh, topic that actually has nothing to do with Shalom Bayes, but I think in many ways, in many ways really concretizes something that we're going to, to try to bring, bring out. In the new editions, in the Oza other edition, we have to find where is the Hakdama of the Balamar to Brachas. Here we go. Okay. Hakdama to Reza. Says the Balamor, Bimkomos Rabbin because of Nikras Hanefesh Hachaya Kavod. Many places in the Torah, the Nefesh Chay is referred to as Kavod, as glory. Kidachsiv Lachem Samachlidi Vyagal Kvodi. Uchsiv Ura Kevodi. A person's essence, the Balamor says, is referred to as Kavod. Why? Ki Habore Etzlo Ala Adam Mikise Kvodo. Man is created from the Kisei HaKavod. Uba nasan alav mehodo. That's an important word. HaKadosh Baruch Hu gives from his glory. Vuhu ha'etzem ha'nichsef el yisoda. Now this Hagdama the Balamar is very important for us who are zochet to be in the Olam HaTorah for a totally different reason than the way we're going to develop it tonight. The Balamar over here describes that the chuka for Emes is so great because it comes from man's kavod and comes from Tachas Kisei HaKavod, that he feels required to come along and say the emes of where he disagrees with the Rif, and then he says that he describes the greatness of the Rif, and he finally concludes his piece, and he says, and no one is ever allowed to print my parish of the Balamar without this Hagdama. And I think that this Hagdama, without this Hagdama, there's a Dover Shein here. Aside from what the Balamar wants to take straight, that he's not coming to be Pogea in the Kavod of the Rif, but Lehefuk, this is the Kavod of Torah, v'chule, 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 the Balamar t- tells us a very, very important Yisod. And that is the essence of a person is their Kavod. That is the essence. Ura Kivodi, the essence of ourselves is our Kavod, and that's our Hod, which is the Kavod that comes, Mitachas. Now, of course, based on this Balamar in Musr, one could really begin to think and understand and comprehend why it is Hamam Pnei Chavero is as if he murdered him. Because the essence of the individual is their sense of dignity, their sense of honor. And if an individual's dignity is removed, if their kavod is Chatzvachalila undermined, so then, then in such a case, then their essence has been struck down. <coughs> The Maharal writes in the Nesiva Avodah, in Perik Yudches, that joining with HaKadosh Baruch Hu through Hoda'ah 
we're going to connect what the Balamar is saying to the, Mar- the Maral, is really the essence of our Avodah. Let me read you his Lashem. Kasher mazkir hoda'ah hu moser atzmo l'Hashem yisparach shelo yatsa dover mirishusa. When a person is modeta HaKadosh Baruch when a person connects to that kavod of HaKadosh Baruch in other words, he takes his kavod that HaKadosh Baruch has bestowed inside of him and he connects to HaKadosh Baruch Hu's makar, so then in such a case, that is hodah, that a person has once again rejoined with his makar. Or we just passed Hanukkah, Rav Hutner in Maimer Beis in Hanukkah writes that Hoda is that a person is moda shalesle migorme klum. That there's nothing that is my own, but Hoda is actually the ultimate glory for man because he once again recognizes, this is an Avodah Hashem, a person recognizes that he's one with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. In other words, Paradoxically, once he's moda alemes, once he's moda that it's not so then he becomes one with kudsha brichu. Of course, that's the hod and the hoda that the balamor and the ba- and the maral are referring to. When a person exercises in that hoda, so then he's becoming one. That is the way in which he brings out his his hod. They say a story that Reb Chaim Shmulevitz uh, was interviewing a Talmud who had actually was applying to Mir Yeshiva. He actually come from a modern uh, Bnei Akiva Yeshiva, and uh, he told he told Reb Chaim. Reb Chaim asked him where he learned. So he said, "I learned and learned in, the, in this Yeshiva. The Yeshiva was pretty good, but the Hashkafos are so bad." He thought he was endearing himself to Reb Chaim, and Reb Chaim quoted to him. The Gemara that, des- that describes the Gemara in Baba Kama on Sati Bezim and the Gemara says that someone who spits into the, into the pit that he drank from, so then that's a, that's a person that his essence is entirely, is entirely corrupt. Reb Chaim got animated and he threw him out of the office. A person who, doesn't, is, who is coffee told, so then essentially what he is doing is he's rejecting his makar, he's rejecting. His his uh, his source. He's disconnecting himself from from that hope. This is the this absolutely fascinating Balamar. It's, it's really really kedai to read over this Balamar. The Musar of the way the Balamar starts off all the shafts is very very powerful. And I think that it is really the theme of our first topic, and that would would be how I would describe Shalom Bayis as Hakaras Kvodam is recognizing the kavod of one's, one's wife. We're not only talking about Avodah Hashem. What we're talking about is, a different, is a, another component, and that is recognizing the kavod in one's, in one's spouse. There's a famous Zohar. The Zohar describes, on, at the end of the Pasuk, by Nishmas Chaim, the Zohar writes that HaKadosh Baruch Hu created Zachar and Nekeva Baro He created man and woman together. Shekain Haisa Nichlelas. That not only were their Gufim attached, Zachar and Nekeva, but also their Neshamos were attached. And so, of course, one of the basic Yisodos in Kabbalah and in Machshava 
is that when the two Nishamos came down, that the Gemara in the beginning of Sota describes that Baruch Baruch declares that both of them are going to be together, they were separated at the Makar, separated at that point of Kavod, and really, they're two halves of one whole of a Nishama. So hence, the Avoda of Shalom Bayis is the Avoda of being able to have Hakaris Hatov, Klape the Kavod of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, but is also the Avoda of coming back to our source of our Nishama. If we, my wife and I, are two Nishamas that have been separated, so then the, just like the Balamor and the Maharal are bringing out that the person has this chuka, this striving to go back to that source of kavod. So the avoda of Shalom Bayis is really to the hakaras kvodah, when we internalize the kavod of our wives, so then we are coming back to, to that makar. So all I want to do tonight, briefly, is talk about two milos of hakaras kvodah. Two essential components that are necessary for us to recognize uh, her kavod. One from the perspective, if you will, of our half of the neshama, the Hainu, the male component of that neshama, of that chelak elokam imal, and then the second one, which might be a little bit deeper, and that is the necessity of akaras kvodah, not from the perspective of our neshama, the male side, but the perspective of the feminine side. On the most basic level, as Reb Chaim Shmulevitz was emphasizing when he threw the boy out of his, his office, if a person doesn't have the kli, if a person doesn't have that ability to really see the beauty, the greatness, the depth of any type of relationship, then ultimately they're, they're lacking any, any koach of appropriate mida. So on a very, very basic level, for us, for our half of the neshama, for us to link up to her other half, we have to be able to see the kavod in her. And we're going to be masbir Be'ez HaShem, what that is. But I want to go a little bit deeper. What exactly, not only from the perspective of us recognizing and understanding, but there's something else deeper that's going on in terms of us having the ability to be makir, to be makir tov. And again, we have to go up back to the model of our relationship with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Rav Dessler writes that there's something very, very striking in Chazal's description of what Olam Haba is. He has a chidush and what is Olam Haba. And what we're going to do is take Rav Dessler's Havana of what Olam Haba is and see how that's relevant in terms of our own avoda. Rav Dessler writes that when it comes to Olam Haba, Olam Haba is described in the Gemara Brachos and Daf Yudzayim as us being Nene Miziv Ashkina. What does it mean to be Nene Miziv Ashkina? So Desla has a fascinating tradition. Chela Gimel is about page 100 in the Mishkav Me'elio. But Desla describes that Nene Miziv Ashkina does not mean some type of physical Hana. It's an intellectual Hana where a person sees, becomes one with HaKadosh Baruch Hu, where he sees the picture of God's entire universe in its shlemus. Our vision of our existence, of man's existence, is fragmented. The closer a person comes, leziv says Rav Dessler, the closer he comes, the more he has the ability 
to see the perspective of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And that is the ultimate Hanam. To see how all of world history, how all of our experiences are directly connected in the beautiful mosaic, the ultimate mosaic, the beautiful puzzle, that, if that's what came, is the Hanom is Vivashrina. That is Vivashrina. So now, if we don't take the time out to be Makir Kvoda, then we could never really connect to that Nishama. Not only in terms of the perspective of Musr, that we ourselves are Kafuitov, but now we're going a little deeper. In order for us, just like Rav Dessler is describing that connection with HaKadosh Baruch Hu that the Balamar described, is ultimately a person's ability to, to really, really, through Hoda, connect to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. If a person doesn't go through the process of HaKaras Kvoda, then ultimately he will never be able to link up to that other Chelek, that other Neshama. Just like you can't connect with the Ziv Ashkina, says Rav Dessler, if a person doesn't have HaKaras Hatov, then they will never, ever be able to connect with the Ziv Ashkina. That is a requisite of an individual's avoda, is HaKar Satov HaKadosh Baruch Hu, because without it, then he can never relate to him. He can never relate to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So too, an individual who doesn't can think about their oneness, so then the Nishamos will always be existing only in a pragmatic way and not in any deeper fashion. So if we're not in tune to Akaris Kvodah, we can never lock in. The Nishamos, two cup, two people, will never ultimately join together in the ultimate uh, sense. Okay, so let's do an exercise. Let's begin, Bezer Hashem. There's something absolutely mind-boggling that takes place in our daily lives. In the morning, we get dressed, we go to the sock drawer and we take out our socks and we put them on. Now for most people, those socks were washed by their wife. Did we ever really, really think about how they got there? Now let's, let's just think about the paradox for a moment. Here you have a woman who's a highly capable and intelligent person. Highly capable and intelligent. And she, and Chazal say in the Mishnah Suh, she's supposed to. She goes and she does a job. She could be earning 10, 15, 20 times, aside from the fact that never in her wildest dreams would she ever think of becoming a maid. Yet, did we even think, will we even mock here what she's done? And that's the first step. Again, the, the parallel to, to what Rav Dessler had said. The only way a person, a t'nai, a con, the condition of being enemies of Ashkina is for a person to be able to be makir tov If he can't, then, he can, then he's never looking into that makar. That's the condition. Lenos miziv Ashkina. Hakar satov is the condition. So just like that there is a condition to be, to be Lenos Mizivashrina 
in order to be able to do it, a person has to have that process of Akar Satov. It's the same thing over here. If a person doesn't think, every once in a while, when he pulls that sock out of the drawer, if he doesn't think about the amazing phenomenon, which we need to understand a little bit more, the amazing phenomenon that his wife, who's so capable, and professionally, and in all ways, her whole metzius is nothing that's a maid, yet nevertheless, because of some magic, she wants to do this for her husband. And if she doesn't, then there probably was something along the way that needed a little bit of fine-tuning that didn't get. Okay. So that's number one. For our neshama, mitzad, the our half of the neshama, in order for it to lock with her, so then in such a case, we need to have that hakara. Just like we need the hakara, ultimately, lenos miziv we need that perspective, so too, for our neshama, we need that, that perspective. Now let's go to her side. And here we need another hakdama. Be'ez Hashem, after the hakdama and after fleshing it out, we'll give uh, a few practical examples. Rav Simcha Cohen, by the way, this, I highly recommend these, the, his two books on Shalom Ba'ez. His name, as it says, Rav Simcha Cohen, the name of the book is Bayit HaYehudi. It's an absolutely fascinating uh, two volumes on Shalom Bayez. Very, very well done. It's in Hebrew. I don't think it's been, been translated. It's one of my favorites. There are a lot of good stuff in English, but I found that this is real. It, it's deep. It's deep, and it also gets to many of the issues from a, from a broad uh, perspective. Rasim Chakon has a fascinating take um, which really, for me, revolutionized how we look at so much of our relationship uh, with the world and particularly also with our wife. Many people misunderstand, as Simcha Cohen points out, the Pasuk, Lo Tova Yosadam Levada. Many Apikorsim understood, Ki'ilu Chas V'Shalom HaKadosh Baruch Hu made a mistake and he decided, Esa Lo Ezer Kinegdo. Now, of course, Alpi Chazal, that's not all it means. But what does it exactly mean? What exactly is the Torah telling us, Lo Tova Yosadam Levado? Just say it in the positive. Kadesh Baruch Hu decided to make, to make man. Why the emphasis in the man, man and woman? Why the emphasis of Lo Tova Yosadam Levado? And here, Rav Kohn introduces a fascinating Yisod in terms of our avoda. He claims, and this is a Yisod in, in all Machshava, that whatever HaKadosh Baruch Hu creates a need in this world, so that need is a function of God's desire for a particular result. In other words, Lo Tov Yosadam Levado, because HaKadosh Baruch Hu wanted man to be with a woman, he created that emotion. Every tzorech HaKadosh Baruch Hu created because he wants us to do something. Every desire, whether it's a desire to eat, a desire for sexual relations, every single desire HaKadosh Baruch Hu created because he wants man to engage in them. That's why the Torah writes, Lo Tova to indicate that every tzorech that a man feels, the sense of loneliness that a man feels, is to create 
that phenomenon. He quotes, quotes the famous Maimar Chazal that HaKadosh Baruch Hu made women akaros, the Aymahos akaros, because he desired their tefillahs. So he says something amazing. Even the great Imahos, HaKadosh Baruch Hu saw and felt that if they would not be akaros, they wouldn't have it the way they did. That's why they were created akaros. So HaKadosh Baruch Hu creates certain phenomenon, creates certain srachim, because HaKadosh Baruch Hu desires certain results. Very, very basic. But a very, very important yisod that we're going to see in terms of a woman. Let me just bring that out in terms of the metzius of man. Isn't it a tragedy that when one sees a 50-year-old bachelor, there's something inside of us that that he feels immediately um, sad about it. I'll never forget that when I was in the inverse, when I was in half, was a very, very um, successful woman who, was a, who had already begun, th- she was in her 30s, very, very um, capable, even had feministic tendencies. She, she, know, she knew how to learn. Very, very, very capable woman. And she came over to me and she said something to me that, that tore my heart out. She said to me, every, every time of the month, when my period comes, that's another possibility that I have to become pregnant. And when that possibility comes, she says, I feel like I'm going to a funeral. In other words, HaKadosh Baruch Hu built, both in man and in woman, this tremendous, tremendous desire in order to bring them together. But is it logical? Does it make any sense? You know, I, I once commented before in the parsha Shirim, they, they tell a joke that uh, at every um, every engaged couple, so they say that the, the bride spends 150 hours preparing the wedding, and the groom spends 150 hours saying, it sounds good, it sounds good, it sounds good. Does that make sense? Yet HaKadosh Baruch Hu creates that desire because there is this union that's taking place between uh, the Nishamas. Okay. So HaKadosh Baruch Hu creates this deep Tzorah, which is illogical. In other words, the bachelor, if you think about it, the bachelor makes a lot of sense. But in our gut, there's something deep, deep down in our gut that says, no, there's something here, there's a Tzorah that's driving us, that's right, even though it's irrational. Deep inside of every one of us, we want to be connected to a woman, even though, in many ways, it's an irrational phenomenon. With this in mind, let's, take, let's think about a woman's teva. Now, the first time I read this letter of the Chazanish, there were parts of it that I didn't entirely understand. It takes a little bit of time to let the Chazanish's letter grow on you. But the more and more I thought about it, the more and more I realized... Um, how deep what the Chazanish was saying, and uh, we'll see. This is this is the Nakuda that's going to be the second part of Akaras Voda. By the way, this book that I'm holding is a fascinating small booklet by Reb Chaim Friedlander called Vedapa Kishalom Alacha. So he quotes a letter from the Chazanish. The Chazanish did not write a lot about Shalom Bayis. 
But in a famous letter, he writes, he, cho- he chooses to focus on the following topic. He writes the following. Teva aneg the nature of a woman is that she rejoices in her husband's compliments. Now this Chazanish is famous because he says that for closeness there's no such thing, the prohibition of the mission of Isha doesn't apply. So, says the Chazanish, deep down, and we need to, to see why a little bit more, a woman has this tremendous Ratzon. We're going beyond the Ratzon of simply getting married, but now we're, we're talking about the Ratzon for her to receive compliments uh, from her husband. The truth is, I realize that that's the Apostle. Ve'eli Sheikh Chuka That the woman is, her eyes are constantly towards her husband because she's looking for what is it particularly that she's looking for? Her husband's compliment, her husband's strength in terms of noticing who and what she is. Now, I always, when I read the Chazanish, at first glance it sounded to me like the idea of Nashim Daitan Kalos. That Lishet Chuka said she really, she really needs her husband's compliment. Here you have a woman, again, coming back to what we had said in the first part. Here you have a woman who's so, so successful, so, so capable, but everybody else in the world, their perspective is almost inconsequential compared to her husband's uh, perspective. Why? Why is the woman's tzorah, coming back to what we had posited before, that the tzorah is so, so central for a woman for every person, because that brings out something that's deep in the Bria itself, why is it that for her, she has this tremendous, tremendous need for her husband's compliment and her husband's, uh, her husband's chuka? By the way, what the, what the Chazanish says, the Ibn Ezra Kamat says on the Pasuk Chuka Sen. So to understand this, we have to go to another famous Chazal. The Gemara in Ksuvis and Daf Yud Zayin describes Rabbi Yossi Omer Olam Lo Karasi Ishti Ishti Elabesi. To understand the koach of a husband's support, of a husband's compliment, we need to understand what Rabbi Yossi is saying. Rabbi Yossi says, I didn't call my wife wife Isha. Isha meaning a derivative of man, or even if here, a partner of man, but rather base in my home. So Rabosai, what Rabiosi is bringing out is that the whole essence of a woman is to build a home. That's the entire essence of what a woman is. And a person, a man, who just looks at her as Isha, as that biological phenomenon of that sexual relationship, of that companionship, is missing the essence of what a woman's real chukah is, or a woman's essence is. The, as I described before, the woman who, Baruch Hashem is now happily married, the woman who described that sense of death every single time her period came, that comes from the deep, deep 
recesses of her neshama of building, of nurturing a bias. I'm not talking now only about washing the socks, but we're talking about something much, much deeper uh, than that. There's one thing, though, that she needs. There's one tonight. She will do everything in her power to build up bias. But there's one thing that she needs. She needs to feel that she's her half of the neshama is being connected to the other half. So hakaras kvodah is not that we only link with her, but hakaras kvodah is that she has to feel that her neshama is being connected with it. And with that, she could create the whole bias. In a, in a almost uh, facetious way, Rabbi Yisrael Salanter said, complimenting one's wife on the soup is like complimenting a Rosh Hashiva on his Pshat Naramba. So you saw Salanta presented it. If the Rebbe feels absolutely no feedback from the Talmudim, then ultimately his desire will fall away. If the woman isn't getting the koach from that hakara, then ultimately her, she doesn't feel that her other half, not only from the Musar perspective, but from that sense of being joining with some she, something. She's not building a bias. She's not building a bias if she, her neshama is not connecting with something else that creates, creates a bias. So how do we go about doing it? Let's start with the negative. Or if you saw Salanter again. Or if you saw Salanter said once had a Talmud that came to him and said, Rebbe, every time I buy my wife a gift of Hakar by the way, the gift is not the most powerful way to do it. We'll get to it shortly, what's the most powerful way to do it. Rizal said, was asked, he said, he said, the student said to him, at the end of the day, every time I buy her, she, she doesn't really appreciate what I buy for her. Rizal said to her something very, very, very deep. Rizal said, are you buying what she wants or are you buying what you want her to have? The key is he, over here in Akaras Kvodah. The first step is the internal step for us in terms of us really, really being able to appreciate to link to her. But the second step is a mechaiv on the husband where she feels truly linked to him. And that can only be created if the husband is really giving her for her neshama, for her chelek elokat Is he giving her that koach that's for her? But if it's something that ultimately is what he wants her to have, so then ultimately she will reject it. So practically, let's talk about the real hakara. The gifts are very important. We'll get there in Mirtash and in future Shirim. But the essence of Akar, of course, is in communication. Once a husband truly is makir, everything that his wife does, and he verbalizes it with her, she has all the powers in the world to create that bias. But it has to be done for her neshama, not for his. So when we compliment her on the soup, the husband says, 
the soup this week was the soup today, tonight was absolutely fantastic. And the next sentence out is maybe we can make it this Shabbos for the family that I want to invite. Why? Because the compliment wasn't really, really for her. The compliment was for you. And we have to really, really ask ourselves if the Hakaras Kvodah is really being done to be Mechadik or is ultimately to get and another, and another goal. Now, obviously, we can't change overnight. As if we're going to go home now and we're going to constantly be complimenting, so then it, it could be that it's a little bit, uh, it, it's a little bit gratuitous. But at the same time, there's a, in a couple of days, when you pull the socks out, we're at the second darga. We're no longer talking about your neshama linking to hers, but we're talking about her neshama being able to link back to yours. So then maybe it's Kedai to say to her, wow. And there's so many things, hundreds of thousands of things. Wow. I really didn't spend a lot of time thinking about how much you give so that we'll be Zoha to build a house together. The soup is great just because the soup is great. Not for any other Cheshbonas. We won't talk about the fact that the house is entirely a mess. We'll get there, Be'ez HaShem. But at the same time, right now, the soup is fantastic. Just because there's an absolutely fascinating phenomenon that's taking place. And that is that the woman is giving everything to her husband. She's willing to turn herself happily, happily, into a cook and into a maid and into a babysitter just with one and that is our car's clothing. One more practical manifestation, then we'll conclude. And here we go into a simon where the hakaras tov, where the hakaras kvoda is uh, lacking. Husband is sitting by himself, and he's reading. His wife comes over to him, and she says to him, "Honey." Let's talk about what our plans are going to be in the summer. So he says back to her, Rivka, we already, we already spoke about it. I already told you. I called the guy about the summer. And he didn't give me an answer yet. And she turns back to him and she says, but what happens if you say, what are we going to do if they say no? If we're not going to have a place in camp. And he says to her, We'll cross that bridge when we get there. And then she says back to him, but what are we going to do? And he says back, let's be Medayik in his Lashem, I don't know yet. Okay. Let's analyze uh, that conversation for a second. The odds are that that conversation has almost nothing to do with the summer. And we, and we do this all the time, we blew it. We were sitting, we were sitting down, and we were reading. 
and our wife comes over to us. Now, first of all, when we're sitting and reading in the house, now we all do it. I'm, I'm the worst. Um, I've also done the mistake of, of buying presents for, uh, for one's spouse when I'm really buying for myself. In fact, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll tell you uh, a story that comes to mind. One time, when my, my wife got a job to, to teach in, uh, she was teaching in Stern, she got a job as a professor in Stern, as a, as a young woman, to teach nutrition. And I thought, wow, this is amazing. So I went out and I bought her a really nice briefcase, like the professor type of briefcase, and I brought it home for her. And she says to me, what is this? So, so I said, it's, um, I, I said, it, you know, it's for your, uh, it's for you. I figured now that you're teaching, you could use a nice briefcase. You could use a nice briefcase. Now, what I was doing was, I was thinking that I would like a nice briefcase if I would be a professor. I said, what's wrong with my pocketbook? My pocketbook is fine. The irony is that now, it's my briefcase that I take to yeshiva. (laughs) That's a classic case where, where what we're doing is we're thinking about, we're projecting what we would want but not necessarily being in tune what she wants. Not a terrible mistake. At the end of the day, it was sincere, but at the same time, we weren't thinking from the perspective of her, of her neshama. Let's go back to this case. So many times when we're at home and we're sitting and we're reading, so there are times that's inappropriate for us to, to be reading. There are precious few minutes that we have at home Let's communicate and join together. But Rabosek gets worse in the conversation. What happened? He says to her, he, she's concerned, what if they will say no? And he says to her, we'll cross that bridge when we get there. Now Rabosek, Lania's deity, most of the time, this conversation often has nothing to do with the summer. And that, the quest, question is not about what our job is going to be this summer. But the question is about what are we going to be doing together this summer? That's really what's, what's so, so many times behind the Maslamata. And what the husband missed over here, this was a slow fastball right up the middle. He had a very, very easy opportunity. In other words, 83 miles an hour. He had a tremendous opportunity for him to say the following. I'm not sure how the summer is going to work out. But one thing I know, and as I'm really looking forward to spending the summer together, wherever it's going to be. The reason why the husband didn't say that is because what had happened was he had looked at his wife's question as a way of nudging him. She's beginning to nudge him in something that he, and we're all guilty of this, I'm the first one who's guilty of this. But he looks at his wife's question as a way of, come on, let's go, tachlis. By the way, where women come from, this is a separate shear by itself, women come from, tachlis is not so important. It's about us joining together. And how are we going to be spending the summer together? And Rabosai, what has now happened is, aside from him failing to hit the home run, he hit into a double play. And probably that's because 
his swing has entirely been off. The fact that she's already nudging him is a simon and is absolutely fascinating in how resilient a woman is. What she will do is she will not give up on that bias. She will continue to do everything that she can to try to get that hakaras kvoda. Because she wants so deep in her teva is to build together. So, so, so deep. So she's, he didn't offer it. He didn't say that he was looking forward to the summer together. So she started. She came over to him. And he did it again. He pushed her away again. So Rabosai, if a person catches themselves reacting to their wife, that she's being a nudge, then the odds are that we probably have been doing something wrong, that we haven't been noticing something in her, that she now feels the need to nudge us about this topic so that she will get that Hakaras Kvoda. Now sometimes there's something really, really, really practical at stake. And here the analysis is totally off. And that really she wants to know Tachlis, tachlis, tachlis. For sure, there are times. But then there's also an appropriate way to communicate it. So maybe you sign an opportunity for a, for a home run, but, but still, a person could do it the right way, and this fellow did it the wrong way. But so many times, nudging is a symptom of the fact that we haven't been providing that koach. So Be'ezah Hashem HaKadosh Baruch will give us the koach on both levels to be makir kvoda. Just to summarize, we saw that the essence of a person is their kavod. And the way in which a person becomes one with the kavod, their hod, is through hoda'ah. That's how the, ma- the ma'aral with the balamar come together. And we saw that that doesn't only apply in terms of avodah Hashem, but it does as well apply in terms of the relationship between the two neshamos that Kaddish Baruch was separated by Zafar and Nekeva. And that means that we have two avodas in Hakar's Kvoda. One is to be mechazik, our own neshama, so that relates to her. On a basic level, if a person's a kafuito, then ball game is over. There's nothing to talk about. He's not relating to anything. But on a deeper level, and this, this is where we brought in that complicated yisod from Rav Dessler, and that is the idea that for a person to be nen and miziv a person ultimately has to be able to look and see the whole picture by seeing the tov in HaKadosh Baruch Hu. If he doesn't train himself now to see the good in HaKadosh Baruch Hu, so then he will never be able to be nen and miziv That is the yisod in Avodah Hashem. The same yisod in terms of our chelek elokamimal relating to hers that are part of one tachas kisei hakavod. And that is that if a person doesn't see what she's done, so then ultimately he will never be able to link up with her. There are two different barriers. There are two totally... He's, he's right. Gray is right. Men are from Venus and women are from Mars, or wherever it goes. That's, enti- that's entirely right. They're managed from two different planets because they've never related to each other. And then there's the other avodah vakars kvodah. Not to be mechazik his side, but to be mechazik her side. Without that hakaras kvoda, then her tremendous, unlimited kochos that are entirely 
illogical. So she has this deep, deep, deep need, this deep, deep, deep chuka, which is a reflection of something that itself is illogical. When it's illogical for man to want to eat, what? Why would a person want to put food into their bodies? The answer is Akash Baruch Hu needs to create the phenomenon of hunger. It's not logical. So she has this deep, deep need in the recesses of her soul. Because at the end of the day, she, will, she has something that she doesn't, can't even formulate. This desire to build a bias, this tremendous bias, but that is entirely fueled by the sense that when she's building the bias with her husband, that they are joining with something together. And then we gave examples of how a person could be facilitating it or undermining it. Facilitating it is through thinking exactly what are what is <coughs> the essence of her neshama over here. What is her perspective? Not coming from from our perspective. Slanter, are we giving her the gifts that we want or are we giving the gifts that she wants? Are we thinking about the compliments for our own purposes or even from our perspective? My mistake with the briefcase. It's not as bad as Yerushal Salanter's case, but still it's, it's a mistake because I'm not thinking about what her neshama is shoefes. I'm seeing it from the perspective, again, from from uh, my neshama. And finally, if a person catches themselves being frustrated by a woman's nudging, the odds are it's not a chisar in her. The odds are that there's something deeper in her nefesh that's calling out for that hakaras kvoda. And once that hakaras kvoda is there, then the odds are that the nudging will, will cease. What we have to discuss in the future is, of course, well, what happens if her style of dealing with going to summer is very, very different than my style of going away for the summer. But often, it's not only an issue of pragmatics. Often there's an issue that's behind the, the emotion of the intellect, and that is her emotion where she's looking for that Christ Koda. So Be'ez HaShem will be Zoha in building a Binyan Adayat that has this Bechina of HaKaris Koda. Oh, I wanted to uh